0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. We're back at it again. Couldn't get enough yesterday because, quite frankly, there's too much to fit in just two or three episodes a week, Daniel. We've got to go to five just to get the content in there. It's a, I mean, it's a lot. theres I don't know if you know about football rosters, but
1: there's just a bunch of people on them. There's just, for days, Daniel, like days of people. So many people, and we have to talk about all of them. So well, we get to talk
0: about all of them. Not only, we we get to. It's a well, privilege. Well said. Well kay. said.
1: I'm here, um, I'm here for uh, the people.
0: Uh, if you're joining us, welcome. Locked on Bulldogs on the Locked On Podcast Network. Glad you found us. Daniel and I, uh, by no stretch of imagination, are professionals as it pertains to publication of written material, thus the verbal podcast, the written mm-hmm. podcast, not so fun. They call that a blog, which died, I think, in 2006. I'm fairly certain. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, But we are experts and professionals as it pertains to fandom. We are Georgia fans, first and foremost. We are...
1: um, This is where we started this podcast. Just... I mean, honestly, this podcast was birthed out of Clint and I just having this same conversation that you're hearing right now basically every day. And so one day we just bought microphones. And then um, all of you started listening, which... I'm not going to lie to you. At first, was awkward. Uh, at first, I, was, I wasn't I was sure I wanted all of you listening, even though we started a podcast. But now, I kind of like it. Now, it's yeah. great to have you here. You're Georgia fans. We're Georgia fans. Uh, and really, one of our favorite parts of the show is being able to interact with you guys and exchange ideas and hear your takes on things and allow you to hear our takes on things as well. But As Clint said, we're by no means experts. Which means that we would love to have a conversation with you. We would love to engage with you and interact with you. I didn't give out the email address on the show yesterday, and all day it was just walking around. just felt, felt wrong. felt like something it was, was, was missing from my life. Mm-hmm. There was an mm-hmm. emptiness. There was an email address-shaped hole in my heart, Clint, and it could only be filled <laughs> by, the saying, shaped hole ever. by saying you can email us. If you want to reach out, you can email us at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. We'd love to correspond with you either way if you have ideas for the show. Um, uh, a lot of you, several of you, many of mm-hmm. you, you know who you are, mm-hmm. have, have done so. And um, uh, by, by virtue of popular demand, we are bringing back an old segment on today's Hey-o. show. We are bringing back the power rankings segment. Longtime listeners to the show will recall that Clint and I have opinions on lots of stuff, not just football. We, Our opinions have opinions, Daniel. We are opinionated people. Um, uh, and so from time to time, especially during the offseason, we like to bust out a few power rankings. There's mm-hmm. nothing better than judging people or things and ranking them in order of best to worst. And that's what we like to do on this, on this show. And so in our third segment today, we're gonna, we are going to get into a little bit of a power rankings. Shout out to you if you're one of the people that um, uh, requested that. And so we're bringing it back. Before we do that, okay. Clint, it's roster breakdown time. Mm-hmm. It is roster preview time. Oh, by the way, you can subscribe to the podcast, download the podcast, <laughs> tell a friend about the podcast. I was give, wondering. It, give it to your cat. Do all the things that you know to do. Um, uh, leave us a rating and a review. Those things are great, and we're glad that you're here. Defensive line is the position group of choice today. Interior defensive okay. line. We're not going to talk about those edge guys. we not going to talk about the pass rushers. We're talking about the big boys. Okay, we're going to move over to the defensive side of the ball, and we're starting with the big boys up front. Uh, Clint, uh, kind of our system of doing this, we're going to go through who's on the roster. We're going to kind of give our initial takes, and then we'll ask ourselves some questions about those players on the roster. Just right off the bat, though, what jumps out to you? We're both looking at a list. Of the interior defensive lineman right now we understand you the listener don't have the privilege of seeing this list we will read it to you momentarily what jumps out to you immediately when you look at this list though
0: Uh, Daniel it's kind of shocking to me because I thought we had a lot of underclassmen that were skilled across the defensive line which we do by the way really quick We, we absolutely do but what's incredible to me Daniel is actually how we have returning veteran depth on this defensive line and that that came as a little bit of shock to me just because I know the skill we have elsewhere uh, but like Julian Rochester and and Malik Herring like talk about two dudes you know like mm-hmm. just dudes just and that's some, it
1: right there just some dudes out there um, what jumps out to me just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying is the volume of names that we're looking at here they're just a lot of people it just goes for days, y'all. It's a lot of people, a lot of girth to these people. Uh, I'm going to read them off to you. Uh, Julian Rochester, he's still alive, still playing football for the University of Georgia. I don't know. I don't know how, but he's there. I think he's had a hip replacement in the offseason. I don't know, but, he, but <laughs> Julian, he's still... we
0: we joke because we love.
1: We we joke because you're old and you've been around for a while. <laughs> Bet Uh... Julian Rochester, Malik Herring, Trayvon Walker, Bill Norton, Natori Johnson, Tremel Walthor, Tymon Mitchell, Devontae Wyatt, Zion Logue, Jordan Davis, and then three freshmen. Wait for Add it. to the mix. Warren Brinson, Jalen Carter, and Nazir Stackhouse. Clint. Uh-huh. That's a bunch of names uh-huh. that we just read off right there. All right, uh-huh. let's, start, let's start our breakdown of this position group with... The most important players first all right okay. so who are the players that are that are going to be the this is the key contributors section this is the kind of the obvious now maybe not necessarily starters because that's right can, it's sort of silly sometimes right who's a starter but the key contributors who are they and what are you expecting from them this year clint
0: okay i'm gonna give you four names and these four names are my key contributors julian rochester malik herring trayvon walker and Jordan Davis are gonna be the ones that we look back at and if we had the defense to the same level as we did last year those four are gonna play an integral part and be not only key contributors but but mainly the the biggest rotational force uh, I think we'll see this year are those four
1: it's interesting I I have a notable difference in mm. my key contributors list I mm. also have four names uh, but my four names are Jordan Davis, Malik Herring, Trayvon Walker, and Devontae Wyatt. Yeah, Wyatt. Not Julian Rochester. Yeah. I, I will be surprised if Julian Rochester finds his way back into the good graces of this coaching staff.
0: Oh, oh, I think we're sleeping on Julian. I, I, think, really? I, think, we're, we're over, I think we're overlooking him quite a bit. Really? I think this is a gritty veteran I think on the defensive line he's going to make a presence he's going to do all the little things well to let other people other superstars do what they need to do see I think you're thinking that Julian Rochester I don't want to put
1: words in your mouth but am I right in characterizing your thoughts about Julian Rochester you're thinking it's got a little bit of a Tyler Clark vibe to it is that what you're Uh, thinking
0: do you remember Tyler Clark last year where junior you know year before it was just bad A a
1: little bit of a letdown
0: his uh, junior, and he year. came on. He came, came on back his like senior a storm. Year.
1: Came on like a storm. Let me tell you the difference between Julian Rochester and Tyler Clark, and I mean this with no disrespect to Julian Rochester. Tyler it's Clark had, had in- it's 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 football ability. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's we we had seen something out of Tyler Clark before he had the letdown. I would argue we've not seen that much out of Big Julian throughout his four years now he's had moments where he's flashed certainly but we've not seen any sort of consistent performance from him I would argue on the other hand I thought Devontae Wyatt was a steadying presence Mm -hmm. on the defensive line last year and I thought he's he's the guy I'm looking at to come in uh also a senior also has a lot to play for uh also hopes to one day play in the NFL I think Devontae Wyatt is the guy that's going to take that next step and be the leader uh, and be a leader on this team but I think we're in agreement Malik Herring Trayvon Walker Jordan Davis what are you gonna say about these guys I mean they're animals they are just outright um, animals Daniel they're they are unblockable in many Mm -hmm. senses of the word and they are the elites of this defensive mm. line. All right, we got some more things to discuss. Now is when things start to get interesting
0: right after this. You left us at a cliffhanger. Interesting. What's, what's interesting? Well,
1: everybody knows the key contributors, right? Yep. But now we get into some, now is where the real fun begins. And we we get into two, two categories of people that are the unknowns of the defensive line. I've got the unknowns broken up into two categories, I said. First one we're going to go with is freshman impact players. Okay, Clint. Okay, who okay. are the freshman impact player or players
0: if there are more than one sure. on the defensive line? I don't really care if there are other freshman impact players. I, I'll just oh. take one, thank you. I just, okay. oh, just the one. You know, you're playing five card draw and poker. You ain't gonna I'll, be you ain't gonna
1: be great you're already holding four aces and so i got just four like, aces I'll let just me trade just in one and try to get a king
0: i guess i don't <laughs> I know i guess i don't know if if you all don't know what jalen carter might be able to do i i can't help you like you've been you've been just trolling florida fan for too long you need to come back home mm. you need to get off the twitter mm. machine hey. and you need to get a video of jalen carter because mm-hmm. guys it's scary like it's genuinely freakish. It it it's not pretty for the other
1: guy. That's that we know. Um, now listen, I'm obviously I'm high. I'm high, I'm high on Jalen Carter. All right, he, mm-hmm. I told mm-hmm. I I'm on record as saying that Jalen Carter is going to put Jordan Davis on notice. Yeah, yeah, coming coming for his job. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um. Two other freshmen, their names are Warren Brenson, tall drink of water from IMG you, Academy. Yeah. This six four and 6'4, and a half. Um, four star kid, 308th player in the country, ranked player in the country. And then you got Naz- Nazir Stackhouse, another four star kid, <clears throat> 247th ranked player in the country. Um, both both ride right in that three hundred pound neighborhood. Do you expect mm-hmm. either of these guys
0: to push for playing time at all as freshmen? You know what, Daniel? I don't. I don't see them. I don't see them sniffing the field with everybody else we got. Plus, Jalen Carter. I'm I'm putting both these guys on redshirt
1: locks. Yes, sir. Locks for the four yes, game sir. red shirts. Um, and that is because of this next category we're about to get into. Who, Clint, is not a freshman, but is a, not a household name on this defensive lineman list that is going to make a name, rise up, and make a name for himself
0: in the 2020 season? Look, I have no idea why I'm picking this guy other than, here's here's why I'm, I'm picking him, okay? Uh, because there's been whispers from others about him and about his skill, because he's still on the team. Quite frankly, okay, uh, and that's that's Bill Norton. Mm-hmm. Bill Norton, okay. This, tells, guy, this tells guy's this about old got, Bill. This that's guy's got some Bill. lean to him. He's got some size. Uh, he's got a little bit of bad attitude. Mm-hmm. And he, he's I think got a little. Quite, he's got a little bit of bad influences in his life. Apparently, he <laughs> might. He might. Mm, might have some decisions he would regret. But that's mm-hmm. okay. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, who, who doesn't? Uh, watch out for Bill Norton, because this guy coming out of high school, highly recruited, has sat a year, been coached up, been mentored up. Uh, I think it's hungry. Flashed a little bit. We saw him in very, very, very limited time. Okay? So, I, I, have, I have not a lot to go off of, but very limited time. We saw him get upfield, get in the backfield against inferior opponents. But watch out for Bill Norton. Bill Norton is 6'6", 285. He's got some lean to him, Daniel. Like... Hell. <laughs> All
1: right, I'm gonna give you two guys. I, I don't hate the Bill Norton, but I'm gonna give you two other guys, and um, I like them both. I like them both to play this year. Okay, they are both redshirt freshmen, as mm-hmm. is Bill Norton, and they are Zion Logue and Tyman Mitchell. All right, uh, Tyman Mitchell is a giant. A like, giant. He's this is a big man. This this is a Jordan Davis type man. Like this is a big dude. This is a space eater. This is a middle of the defense type guy. And I think if if he continues to develop and he continues to show some of the reasons why he was recruited, I think this is a guy that could, could absolutely play his way onto the field this year. But Zion Logue is is gonna be my choice because, kind of, what you said about Bill. Nor I just think I just think he's got some skill and some athleticism. He just like all these guys. He's got he's got massive size, but I think he's also got a lot of that athleticism that we're looking for in the defensive line uh, or on the defensive line. When you put these guys next to somebody like Jordan Davis. Or you put these guys in on third down, mm-hmm. you know, when all they have to do is just go be athletic, and try to beat the guy in front of them. Like these are these opportunities where these young kids can come in and really make some hay. I don't know, I don't expect them to, you know, first down, second down. Yeah, I'm looking at Malik Herring, I'm looking at Jordan Davis, I'm looking at Devontae White, I'm looking at these guys to be on the field. But but you maybe get me in some third and long situations. You're gonna put some athletic. Units in there. Throw Zion, Logue, Bill Norton out there, and let's let's just see let's see what happens. I, I expect these guys to get some playing time, uh, and that's one of the reasons I expect Nazir Stackhouse and Warren Brinson to not get some playing time this year yeah. because I really do expect you you could throw Tr- Tramel Walthor in there uh, as well if you wanted to as a guy that I think uh, could end up making a name for
0: himself this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. Daniel, um, what would you say this unit is on a whole? Just if we were to, if we were to rate this kind of like the Madden rating, the 1 to 100. We didn't do this for quarterback. We should retroactively go back and do this for quarterback okay. real quick. Let's All right. do that first.
1: All right, quarterback. I'm going to predictively say that the 2020 quarterback rating for the University of Georgia – Is an eighty nine. I'm tempering my expectations. Okay. I am okay. tempering my expectations. I'm going to say eighty nine. I'm going to say very good, but not elite, not great.
0: You know what, Daniel? I'm I'm not tempering Jack. Okay. <laughs> Just I don't expect you to, Clint. N- I don't. Ninety three. Ninety three is what I put our quarterbacks at. Ninety three. All right. All right. Okay. Defensive line. Yep. What do, you, Daniel, what do you have this defensive line at? This defensive line, Jordan Davis, Trayvon Walker. If I stopped there, okay? Uh huh. I said those were our two interior defensive linemen, and you pick a third, I, whatever. Uh, I would start at a 92 there 91, 92, 93. With only two guys on the field. With it, Right. If the defense played 10 men
1: and were one short on the defensive line. I would still rate him a ninety-two. Right,
0: that's fair. Right. So, so now you're giving me everybody else we just talked about, Malik Herring, which, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, he might he might just shock all of us and oh, well, and be he, the best defensive line we got this year. Let me
1: tell you something. He won't shock me. He because some some of us have been saying it for a while.
0: Malik Herring's coming.
1: This He's is, coming. Is, this is his time,
0: Daniel. I'm going to put this group at ninety-six overall. Our defensive line is ninety-six. That's the
1: exact number that I was that I'm sitting at as well, ninety six. And I think we're one of those under the radar guys stepping up and and really asserting themselves and being very good. You know whether it's Zion Logue or Bill Norton or Tymon Mitchell or some. We're one guy, oh, or maybe it's Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. You know, if Jalen Carter comes in and is 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 very good. This is a ninety eight, ninety nine type unit. Mm-hmm. Period. Like period. this is a unit that I don't, I, I, I don't care what, I don't care who else anybody else has got. I, I'm, I'm gonna ride with these guys right here. I'm taking I, ours. I, I, I like them. I like them a lot.
0: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hey Daniel, but, we're gonna go back to something that the fans asked for. We're going back to the well, and that's power rankings. Power rankings time, Clint. This is my favorite Ew. thing to do in
1: life, is to rank things. Um, and so here's what we're doing today. We are going to rank our favorite sports to watch on TV. And uh, just just to be, just to clarify, college mm-hmm. and professional sports are different. And so you say the mm-hmm. NFL and college football; those could be two different options. All right. Favorite sports to watch on TV, you are going, and this is in general, this is not, you can't say March Madness, it's not per event, it is in general, favorite sports to watch on TV. Uh, you want to go top three, or you want to go top five? Let's go, no, let's let's go top three. Top three, I think that's what we do. Yeah, top three. Uh, all right, Clint, what is number one for you? Daniels, college football.
0: It's just, it's college football. It's Daniel. It's
1: college football, and it's not particularly close. I love college basketball. I I love a lot of I love a lot of sports, but it's college football. It's not
0: particularly close. All right, boring. Let's get into number two. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Daniel, this this is a hard one for me. It truly okay. is. All right. Do you know how because because this isn't a, a by and large all the time thing. This is highlighted by maybe two events a year. Okay. How good is the best masters on TV? the The golf tournaments that happen on your 4K. How how fantastic! Are is you that? on golf number two? I'm on golf number two, Daniel. See,
1: listeners to the podcast, I just want to bring you in on something. We don't. We have a pre-production sheet that we're both reading off of here, but we don't write down our power rankings on the sheet. No, no, we don't. We we like to keep these things fresh so that they're a surprise to you. So that I'm hearing Clint's rankings as you are. Let me explain to you why we don't. Why we don't always do things like power rankings? Because they're not that entertaining. Because freaking Clint and I just make the same dang lists, and. And there's really nothing we can do about it. Golf is number two on my list. It's not just because of the Masters. I love watching golf on TV. Uh, But the Masters is the single greatest sporting event that happens in the world. Um, So, yeah, golf is also my number two on the list. For my number three on the list, though, uh, I am going college basketball. And I'm going college (laughs) basketball purely because of... Um, not purely because of March Madness. March Madness definitely um, makes it impossible to choose anything else. But even regular season college basketball, man, I love it. I love the passion and the energy of college basketball. Uh, and so it's, it's easily
0: my third favorite sport to watch on TV. I mean, like we said, this is, this is just boring because it's college basketball. And a good college basketball, like on Saturdays, once football's over and you got yourself all the matchups going on, it's fun to scroll through and just plant yourself on any game. Because here's what's fantastic about watching college basketball. You can go from zero to 60 in about two seconds with watching college basketball. It could just be like, oh, there's there's Michigan, Indiana. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. well oh, oh, oh. And then all of a sudden, it's like raptured you in, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, college. Basketball is number three. Bonus. Okay. Bonus. Okay. Real quick.
1: Power rankings. Top three least favorite sports to watch on TV that you don't understand even remotely why anyone watches them. I have. Are we doing bottom three, you said? Yes. Bottom three. Okay. Top three least favorite. What? All right. what? Yeah. Go, yo, I want you to go first. Uh, Number one, and it's not even close, uh, is the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't even get on a soapbox right now about the NBA, but the NBA is such trash. It is such an unwatchable product. Uh, It is a league filled with people who teach my son how to play basketball the wrong way. (laughs) The wrong way. The absolute wrong way. If you're a fan of James Harden, we can't be friends. I, nope, that's the thing. Nope. That's a real thing in my life because, like, that's not basketball. that That is a man who's very talented. Uh huh. He's very. He has a great set of skills, like a good juggler. Sure, that's Does. fair. But that's not basketball that he's doing me, out there.
0: Ask me if I'm buying a ticket to go see that man juggle. I'm I'm probably
1: not not. no the NBA is my number one most unwatchable sport
0: okay by the way if if somebody gave me a profession for one day like just for one day I can trade spots with you I would choose to be head referee at James Harden's basketball game and I wouldn't call a single foul in his favor and I would watch him literally implode upon himself like correct literally like a TV being thrown off a building implode and and (laughs) die um We'll talk about TVs being thrown off a roof later. My number mm, one, Daniel. Okay. I don't you took NBA I, I can't stand the NBA also uh, wh- Why do we have dart throwing as a thing we televise? How how?
1: Dart throwing how? is dart throwing is tough and here's what makes it tough. You could come onto a list like this and like throw out cricket or something you Uh know like it's on like that. but here's the thing about cricket nobody knows
0: the rules have you seen have you seen cricket over in India I mean mm -hmm. they're throwing parties like that thing is the biggest bash of the year and it's like a Monday night game Tuesday night they're coming out and doing the same thing like all those fireworks and powders being thrown again of course no one wants to watch cricket because no one knows the rules everyone knows the rules of darts
1: Mm -hmm. but it is the least captivating it's like you're watching this person, and they throw it, and then they just cut to the board, and you, it, it, it sticks in. It's right there. It's like, oh, mm. oh, triple twenty mm. again. Okay, moving on now. Moving on. Um, Clint, give me number so- two. Soccer is not a good sport. Clint, it's soccer's not enjoyable to watch. I'm not gonna take a I'm not gonna take a lot of heat for this because all y'all hipsters just like jumping on the soccer bandwagon as if you're Eastern European and have been your entire life. But guess what? Um uh, soccer's not soccer's not great. It's not the greatest game. No. Uh I don't care. I don't care anything about it. If I never watched the World Cup for the rest of my life, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm going
0: with. Okay, you had me until you said that because Daniel I look I'm not a hipster. I'm not Atlanta United Football Club, you know like I'm I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. pack out the bins. I get that but no like that MLS is junk World Cup though Daniel I gotta I gotta push back. It's not my bottom three. Um, what is in my bottom three is famous couples tennis. And what I mean by that is not tournament tennis, not, not, not any never, tournament. Of I don't opening. even know what we're talking about. We're talking about like, you know, you know when Kanye you, a West pro? and Kim Kardashian are playing <laughs> tennis together. You know when there's a pro and they bring in like a famous person that can handle a tennis racket and they do these, these couple tournaments like for and they and they publicize it up and they get it out there. I, I do not know what this oh. is. Is this, is this on E or like the Hallmark
1: channel or what, what are we watching this on? Like.
0: Daniel, look, I'm not gonna. Are you trying to bait me into saying I watch E? Is
1: that what we're talking about right now? No, I don't. I'm just, I'm just wondering where we're seeing this on television. i have never, never seen this before. Tennis, by the way, a very underrated sport to watch on TV. Uh, tennis is fantastic. Tennis is fantastic to watch on TV. My number three uh, is bowling. There's no sport that is less watchable that gets more airtime than bowling no one has ever watched bowling and thought oh that looks that's interesting no no one ever bowling is an absolute unwatchable monstrosity the only reason it exists is so espn has something to show on sundays during the nfl season because they don't have any games because they don't have any license to show any games
0: right 100% has yeah. to be that way. It's bowling. Um, that bowling. We're going to round about bowling is my last one. I just – PBR, if you, like, watch bowling, what you're telling me is you're an alcoholic. <laughs> that's what you've just confessed to me. That's, okay? You know, I want to
1: argue, but that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you have a problem. Call this number. <laughs> they will talk to you about professional bowlers. And we didn't even get into – you said PBR – we didn't even get into the other PBR. We could have done a two-for-one special on PBR. Heyo. Hey-o. Um Speaking of being an alcoholic, a two-for-one special on, P- on PBR sounds like something an alcoholic would say. That's exactly right. And they're talking about bowling and cheap beer. Gosh. That's what they're talking about. This really has got some legs. We could stretch this out. Um, you talked about hipsters and soccer, hipsters and PBR. It's all coming together fantastic tomorrow on the podcast we're talking about wide receivers um we're gonna break down that position group it might even talk about a little betting hey. as well we'll see you guys then see ya